Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. It is New Year's, January something, and it's been a while, but whatever. So, uh, a lot of things have been going on in my life, and your life as well. I'm here with my son today. Um, Come here, buddy. God forbid he utters something of intelligence. I mean, he's basically like a dog. I love him. I'll tell you what, I do love him, but he's at the stage where he's kind of like a canine. Let me explain. Um, Hold on, let me adjust my own levels here. He's kind of standing and walking a little bit, but um, he's like a dog in the sense that, you know, I'll have like little Cheerios in my pocket and I'll feed him while he's like walking around or, well, he doesn't walk, but crawling and kind of standing up. I'll just feed him like a dog would and he'll go right up with his mouth and just like open up his mouth and be like, and eat it. Um, You know, I have a little ball or a toy and I'll have him go fetch it and he understands what a ball is or I'll say, you know, go get this and he'll go and get it and then he'll have a lot of difficulty, his terrible dexterity. Here, let's bring him up to the mic. You gonna say something, buddy? You hear him snorting there. Go ahead, say something. Don't touch the microphone, please. Um, he'll, uh, don't. What else does he do that's dog-like? He will follow commands. I pet him. He um, sometimes like barks or cries. Dogs cry, right? Um, but he's loyal. He's lovable. We hug. I hug him. He hugs me. You know, he's like man's best friend. Really? Um, but a little more involved, in a way. Here, let's say something, Paul. Say, da-da. God, don't touch the microphone, please. This is a... All right, I'll just let him crawl around the floor some more. So how's your New Year's doing? Here's how my New Year's is going. Very stressful. Very stressful. I've got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm going to get to it when all the dust has cleared. Some of my personal associates... We'll know what I'm talking about. Many, there's many balls in the air. But anyways, um, I may have, I may win the Powerball. I'm in with a bunch of people at work, so that'd be great. Um, what was I gonna talk about this episode? Oh God, I don't know. I'm gonna play some different songs that I've been working on over the s- winter. Various different things. Do you guys have a New Year's resolution? Here's my New Year's resolution. And I want to, this is a big, (laughs) it's not really a big thing at all. It's actually a stupid thing, but this is wisdom for everyone. If you ever get into music, you ever get into recording things, never, ever skimp on on a mic stand. I have three crappy mic stands. Okay, that's a song I'm recording in the background here. I recorded. I know what you're thinking. It has a nine inch nails-ish drum beat, which I did create, and at the time I wasn't thinking that, but. I do like the drum sound. I know the nine inch nails thing is a bit of a ripoff, but I did write it. And I like the little keyboard part, if you hear that, like, uh, listen. Do not skimp on a mic stand. I have three crappy mic stands. Paul, put that stapler down. Come here. Come here. Come here. See, he's kind of like a dog. Come here. Go get the ball. Go get the ball, Paul. Bad dog. Here. Oh, 
into the staple something. Do not, I have three crappy mic stands, and I'm gonna get arthritis because every time I have to adjust this large one, it's very, very difficult to keep it in place because I have a heavy, expensive microphone, and it's too weak, basically, and I'm... What you end up doing with crappy mic stands is you strip the vice grip or the screw because you're tightening it, tightening, tightening, and then you over-tighten it, and it uh, doesn't hold. So my New Year's resolution is... And this is for, is I'm gonna buy a, like the best mic stand. I might buy two of them. Yeah, my wife. Guess what? That's happening. That is happening. It'll make my life so much easier. I feel. Um. Oh, good lord! It is trying. It is difficult to do these shows when you have a 11 month old. Well, he's not 11 months old yet, but. So, um, that song was called "Good Nine Beat." Um. I don't know. I might do something with it. You heard the guitars in there. I don't know. So I was at work yesterday. And everybody at my work is mostly very conservative, uh, Republican, Christian, for the most part. And particularly the physicians, assistants, nurse practitioners, and doctors. And this one physician's assistant, I don't know how we got talking onto politics, but I usually, I'm not the one that brings it up. But when dumb things are said, I like to intervene. Oh, God. He had a pen there. I didn't want to stab him. Don't stab yourself in the face, son. Um, so this one uh, physician's assistant, we'll call her... We'll call her... Carly. Carly, whatever we get on, she's, she goes, the one thing I do not want is my taxes to go up. That is the most important thing for me. Do not raise my taxes. And she starts talking about it with such passion and anger. Like, her whole body language changes. She gets very um, tense, and she's like, "My ta I just pay so much in taxes. Every year, me and my husband... We always owe money and, you know, what they do with our, in the schools, they always want more money for the schools and I pay so much and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm launching my bloodthirsty communist views on her right now. Enough of this bullshit. Okay, that's a joke. I'm not a bloodthirsty communist for the most part. So I said to her. I said, all right, Carly, I understand. I, but you know what, Carly? You know what that tells me? If you're paying taxes, you know, if you pay at the end of the year or whatever, um, you make a lot of money. You make a lot of money, Carly. You can afford it. And she goes on how, and it, it kind of took her back because most people probably don't challenge her on this and everybody agrees in my workplace. So it's like, people were probably like, hell yeah, you know, she's probably thinking she was preaching to the choir. I said, Carly, you're like in the top income. And I I didn't yell at her. In fact, a little technique here, guys. A strategy is to soften your voice, sound like a friend, and also sound a little disappointed. Carly, you know, you make a lot of money. Uh, you're at the top of the income bracket here. And I imagine you're probably in the top 10, 5% of income earners. I heard some of the stuff she was saying of what she makes and I'm, I'm guessing that she makes 
she threw out 150. We kind of thinking maybe she makes about 150 thousand dollars a year, which is well more than what I make. And if you look on any sort of uh, websites and stuff like that, news articles and all that stuff, 150 puts you at actually lower than I thought. It puts you at the 10 percentile. So you make more than still pretty good 90 percent of the rest of Americans. However, if you're in like where I live in Harrisburg area, Harrisburg, York, Lancaster, all that, that's actually the seven percentile. So you're better, you're richer than 93% of Americans. Now, if you're in Philadelphia, you're at, that's like 13 percentile. So you're only richer than 87 percentile. Uh, I mean, just for the record, or just for information, you know, 52,000, that's about at the 50 percentile. 200,000 is like the five percentile. The top 90, how does that work? 95, 5%. 3% is $250,000 a year. And the 1%, who is the, you know, the 99%, anybody under 400,000-ish. Now, this is like household figure, so it, it also depends on where you live. The New York Times has a little map. Um, oh, God, he's got a bunch of paper clips. Hold on a second. Come on, come up here and let's do the show together. Let's do the show together. Ugh. I'm, I'm going to put the headphones on him. Oh, goodness. Here. Okay. So, um, you know, like Philly is going to be a little bit, uh, what do you call it? Richer. So, you know, you got to make a little bit more if you want to be in that 5%, 10%. But anyways, she was real taken aback by it and was not even offended, though, because of the way I approached it. But... Then she went into this whole thing about, and what, what do you think she said? What do most people say? I have worked so hard my entire life. I work two jobs. I can barely make ends meet. <laughs> Actually, I don't think most people say that, that they could barely make ends meet. But, and I was like, now, again, Carly, you're in the top income. You must be living above your means then. We have, you know, secretaries and um, uh, janitors that have worked here 30, 40 years that do a good job, that work hard. They probably don't even make $20,000 a year. They're probably in the 20 percentile. They're probably making, um, I don't know, twenty-five, thirty-five $35,000 a year, if that. And you don't think they work hard? Oh, well, I know they work hard. So, Carly, please... You have a good life. You have a good life. And if you don't, it's not because you don't make enough money and it's because your taxes. If you're making over $100,000 a year, you're doing pretty well. You're making more than most of Americans. So stop your complaining. And it's like, then I got into the whole thing about like, so you want to fund all these, you want, what, well, the wars, I started, I kind of brought that stuff up. She was like, basically uh, didn't address it probably because she's a bloodthirsty nationalist. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's like she can have outrage over paying a couple thousand dollars more in taxes and then seeing people come into the hospital that, like, don't work because they're dum-dums and they have a lot of problems and they were damaged goods from the, the get-go. But she doesn't get the kind of outrage from when I say, well, what do you think the CEO of Pfizer makes, you know? You know, some of these docs make 150 bucks an hour, $120 an hour, $180 an hour, $200 an hour. 
um, which I think 180, $180 an hour is something like maybe 350000 380000 a year. So what is the, uh, the CEO of Pfizer? I mean, these docs are actually working. They're saving people's lives. They're treating sick people. They're getting their hands dirty. They're putting their license on the line. The CEO of Pfizer. So maybe he makes twice as much as a doc. Maybe he makes $500 an hour. You know, that would be kind of a lot of money. But no, of course, she knows that's not what it is. So I says, so you think $2,000 is a lot of money to be making an hour? $2,000 an hour? Yes, that nobody should be making $2,000 an hour. Yeah, I agree. Well, the CEO of Pfizer, oh, what the hell is his name? Reed, I think, Ian Reed. He makes $50 million a year, which is the equivalent of like $24,000 an hour. Uh, my son just put a rock in his mouth. I got to really, hold on. Got to really pay attention here. $24,000 an hour. You know, I mean, let, let me just double check that. Pfizer. Oh, my memory is correct too. Ian Reed. And he's trying to do this whole merger with um, Pfizer and the Irish company, drug company. So that way he'll, um, you know, have to pay less. Pfizer and Allegra, Allergan, so then he can pay less in uh, taxes if it's based over in uh, Ireland. Anyways, enough of that. Listen to this song. Now, this is a song I actually kind of like. Uh, it's a minute and 30 second song. I actually call it Fix It 130 because I want to add some things to it. I really like the drums I did with the end of this. It's just some mood, moody, moody type of guitars going on. And then uh, we get some drums at the end kicking in. And then it just abruptly stops because I didn't know what to do. Or I, I thought, I don't know. Check it out. That's the song called, what do I say I'm calling out again? Fix It 130. Um, there we go. There's a little kid talking. Paul. 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 Okay, you can play with that. Um, all right. What else did I want to talk about? 
I don't know. I'm going to try to do more of these. I want to try to do more music. But a lot of balls are in the air, guys. And let me just tell you something. When the balls are in the air, it can be kind of stressful. <laughs> um, then you got the whole marriage situation. You know what I mean? Then you got the wailing infant. I mean, he's almost not an infant anymore. And all he does is destroy things. That's a good name for him, the destroyer. Because he's not, he's certainly not creating. You can, can you hear him in the background? Listen, that's magazines he's throwing on the floor. Listen. Yep. He's just pulling them right off the shelf. Yep. Pulling those magazines off the shelf. Maybe I should throw away those magazines. <laughs> that's something my wife was probably like, yes. Maybe we don't need all those periodicals around. But I'll tell you what. They make me look smart. They make it they make me look like a learned man. Now he just pulled off the hole puncher. Now he's holding a picture of his mother as an infant. I mean, it is a disaster now in here. I'm going to have to clean this up. This is going to be a much more laborious podcast than originally intended, simply for the fact that I'm going to have to clean all the crap. Okay. All right. Um, let me bring him up here. Paul? Well, yeah, what do you think? What do you think of what's going on here, buddy? Don't Please don't touch the microphone. Can you say something? Talk. Say hello. Come on. Can I tickle you for Pete's sake? You gonna laugh? Sometimes he's sometimes he's ticklish and sometimes he's not. You know. Okay. He's gonna get annoyed and probably start wailing. Wait, I can do. I sometimes you put him upside down. Oop. hear him breathing say something funny or do something for god's sake okay well uh this is another song i wrote this is a, this is i know this is one of the better podcasts that, <laughs> that people have sat through and listened to um this one's i call it mope <laughs> i call it mope together because it's just two guitars moping about just like my mopey son here just you know um, and then, uh, we'll wrap up and I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on. I just, I gotta, I gotta keep things, you know, I gotta keep them to me for the time being. Um, all will be explained shortly.
like, well, that's about enough of hearing that. This is kind of, it's okay, but I think the guitars sound nice, the actual recording of it. That's what you get with a nice mic. And uh, that is actually recorded on an old, old crap Harmony guitar. If anyone knows anything about Harmony guitars is that they are uh, Sears kind of cheap Rickenbacker ripoffs. But uh, when they're made in the 70s, they were still better than the crap that's made today. So, um, so I hope everybody had a good uh, New Year's. I fell asleep at 11:40. Most people that are listening to this probably already knew that. <laughs> um, guys, it's winter time. It's you know, there's not as much sun out. So the one thing you got to do is this is some tips. Hold on a second. No. Remember when I told you the the hole punch? He pulled the hole puncher out. Well, there was all those little like white little hole punch thingies in, and now he's like putting them in his mouth. I mean, it's a pain in the butt having a baby. Looks like he doesn't have any now, so that's good. Anyways, we'll just hold him in my lap right now and spank him a little bit. Come on. Um. So. Uh, don't get too depressed. Don't drink too much. Try to get some sun. I'm again going to try to do the vegan, the, the vegetarian vegan thing, January vegetarian, and then, uh, you know, easing into vegetarianism. Because, like, you know, I, I'm i trying to finish all the meat I have in the house and fish, and then I'll go uh, into veganism on in February. Going to be a little difficult because I got a lot of balls in the air in February. Again, a lot of balls in the air. I'm holding on to him, so he's going to start bitching and moaning here. Um... But, uh, you know, it can be depressing in the winter. You don't got any, you, can, you don't get outside, you're just inside, you're just, you know, you're watching Two and a Half Men, or The Big Bang Theory, or Two Girls with Cleavage, or whatever that show is, and, uh, or you're watching another real, you want a real depressor, watch, uh, Making a Murderer. Oh, God. I mean, that's just a sadness, uh... Sadness theater there. Um, can you stop moaning and, and do something fun and happy and, and exhibit why it's fun to have children and not be a, a, an unfun person? Mm, diaper's clean. That's good. Sometimes you can use the baby's back as like a drum. Listen. What do you think of that, Paul? That sounds like I'm torturing him, but I'm not. Okay, buddy. He just wants to go play. And I guess I should go play with him and leave you with the outro music, and we'll do another episode of Substance at some point, hopefully. A substantive episode. All right. See you guys later.
Thanks for listening to the PRC Show. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PRC Show or follow us on Tumblr at prcshow.tumblr.com. All of these episodes can be found at soundcloud.com slash PRC Show. Your host is Paul Robert Cooley Jr. Technological consultant, sound design, host curation, and music production is also by Paul Robert Cooley. Emotional support brought to you by the roommates of Salvador and Kate G. Executive producers Josh Ferris, all labors donated. Thanks for listening. Thank you.